Thank you. Yeah, th thank you so much. Yeah, I've been joining the satsang a few times. Yeah, so I, um, I I listen to your talks as well on YouTube, and I understand like how you know witnessing is quite important. And I, yeah, I, you know, your bodily like actions like walking and when you're doing things, you know, I'm kind of able to uh, just detach a bit and witness what I'm doing. But when it comes to the mind. Um, I think of it as thoughts, like just let it be, but then somehow I get involved in it. So I'm still struggling to kind of distance myself and be the pure witness. So that I will mm. yeah, seek your advice. Thank you. What happens when you witness? I can I can feel a I feel more comfortable, more relaxed when I'm witnessing uh, I feel a bit of detachment I feel a bit of happiness and that I'm, I'm doing something but I'm just watching what I'm doing so it's a nice feeling but I can do that when I'm working or doing something else but when it comes to the thoughts itself I'm, yeah, I, I, I get involved in my thoughts very easily Look, uh, witnessing doesn't mean that you're witnessing thoughts. You, you, we are witness. There is nothing except that we are witness. Witness means when our engagement is not with this gadget called as mind, which is producing thoughts. Thoughts might come or they might not come, but we are not paranoid to keep watching thoughts and what is happening and what next to be done. That is not witnessing. Witnessing is that understanding that you have a choice to engage or not to engage if a thought pops up. And that choice also depends on your desires and interest. So simply mere witnessing of thought never works. If you have interest in something so much so that you get involved that is what the involvement is indulgences or your attraction or your strong liking for a thing is that you just get swayed away in this mind in these and then thoughts can be there feelings can be there emotions can be there but it is all about your interest because thoughts don't come without any reason you must have given something to mind before which is leading to these thoughts. Otherwise, if I'll tell you, if someone is given, let's say, a new mind, let's say someone, um, God has given a body and a mind, that mind, which has no thought or no intention or no vasana, it is a pure mind. It's a sattvic mind. And so a pure, a sattvic mind, we call it no mind because it is still in your heart, as self, abiding in self in that pure bliss. Because of some interest in things, it jumps out. And it's jumping out is this whole what you see. All this word. Okay. Everything what we see happening, it is creation of that mind only. And not that, but Suffering which comes from it or enjoyment which comes to us is also our own creation because of interest. So the whole process needs to be understood properly. And then when you understand something which is always pure, which is not involved with mind at any stage, which we call itself or Brahman. That is what that stillness is. And you are that stillness. You don't have to experience any stillness. All experiences are at the level of mind. When the mind feels there is bliss or there is that and then nobody is disturbing or what you like, you have received that or acquired it and then you feel peace. So this peace is of no value because it is coming and going. 
if we understand this whole process what happens is you just keep quiet in that sense that quiet doesn't mean that you don't talk quiet means that your mind becomes quiet because it understands futility of all it was doing running for things in the external world or even in mind at the mind level that i will take this then i'll do this and then in that garbage of thoughts we are picking and choosing and doing all sorts of thing it just gives up and when it gives up then what is there is always there so efforts are only to give up your tendencies to run for things or run for even mental run for liking or disliking or judging or all because when we understand that this bliss is self self itself is bliss and mind itself is all restlessness and suffering when you understand this simple truth then why would you run all running and people complaining that it's not happening is because half of our interest is still in mind half of our interest is in self when our interest is 100% in atman in brahman then we don't run when things happens they happens according to whatever we call it destiny of the body but you are witness to everything self is never involved and so i would say this feeling which i think you can um you can feel within you that egoistic feeling is like this is mine and these people are mine or this is my job or this is their job or you know all that uh, agony in form of so many emotions and thoughts which keeps going within us which which actually constitutes this ego you have to give up this then witness will happen otherwise if this entity which is ego ego cannot be a witness it can pretend that when things are settled i am witness and then and then another thought comes it attaches because self has nothing to do with any thought it's only ego which plays game with thought it is only extension of our mind ego is only extension of our mind and that extension of our illusion that i am this body i have to do i have to do this i have to create this all all which starts from i is an issue because see mind's job is to gain knowledge to gain experience to see things around us and experience those things good or bad and then feel good or bad as they come and almost most of the lives end with that and then one day body is dead and then the mind takes form another form because we never question who am i who is this mind so whatever name given to this body is that me this body or this mind or these thoughts or there is something beyond or more important than this when we question it some first time that mind which is only showing projections outwardly which we believe we start questioning we say stop for a minute we i want to know who am i i'm not interested in your whatever you are showing me and then your internal journey starts understand this whole thing just by saying simple that now i am witness it's not going to work because your interest is there if your interest is not there the game will finish immediately that is why bhagwan always used to say disinterested action disinterested action means that action is happening 
you have no interest but you are not against or for it like you go to watch a match and you are not accomplished to any of the team you just watch whoever wins it's good it's a it was a good match for you whoever wins that is what when we stay in that neutral state of our own mind that means now the mind has given up its rajasic tendencies and tamasic tendencies and sattva in that sattv gun it gets absorbed in heart and that pure self and then you see what it is it is always there but because of all these tendencies of mind we don't see it so when you practice when you stay as witness you should also try to practice throughout the day throughout your dealing with people that you don't behave and talk as a person behave and talk from that source as awareness which is unbiased which is not supporting this body and not rejecting other body that one which support this body and tries to do everything for support of this body only is our selfish ego and this selfish ego can never do a true witnessing so giving up ego giving up that selfish ego is most important and that is our satvik mind where the ego has almost subsided and then that witnessing is our natural state when we say witnessing actually self is not trying to witness thoughts it is just witness it is pure witness is sakshi bhav it's just it's always there awareness is always there it sees everything happening and when you stay like that you attain bliss because involvement creates problem you know people go to job and you ask them they say it's work related stress because they are on a doership role and there is a boss colleagues environment there is stress um and same type of stress can happen at home in dealing with family members because someone is your wife husband kids family members you have that emotional attachments long relationships lot of issues lot of stories good and bad all this is trap of the mind if you know that this by start receding from mind game that is what we call as witness so witness is not just staying as witness to thoughts but witnessing is about whole life everything all this construct of life you are witnessing and it and it needs efforts it it is a practice and slowly and gradually when you recede you feel so peace that makes your receding much more faster because now you know that yes it is so beautiful you know all what i am looking after meeting people that happiness which i get but you can't guarantee happiness meeting people because sometimes they are in a different mood so you have given your happiness in others hand but this happiness this bliss which you are is always there is always the same independent of your thoughts or others thoughts or situations and so just understand this truth that this witnessing is is encompasses all our life in every form what we do we act we move not just only thoughts and then you come to that you know maturity or wisdom within you which keeps you away from everything externally people will see you moving in body and doing a job and family and everything looks same externally maybe perhaps some things will drop definitely but 
but you will have that bliss of your own self. And, and this is the grace of that self. Um, you and self is same, so there is no coming and going anymore. You are always there without any movement. Because there is no movement there. Movement is always at level of mind. Here, you can call it a stillness or emptiness or shunyata or nothingness. But it is not nothingness because a lot of people actually even discourage Buddhism or these teachings because they say, oh, then what is the fun? I don't want to be nothingness. I want something there. They think it is, um, it is a path of uh, maybe people who are very unhappy about life. I would say this is the path of complete acceptance of life and living in that acceptance. But yes, not counting yourself as an entity in this everything. So, so one thing you need to understand is that knower of this knowledge is knowledge itself, which has no interest in all the relative knowledge happening or things happening. It is free from all those afflictions. Internally, he is completely free. Otherwise, how can you experience that bliss what you are if you are in doership mode? So contemplate on this and uh, you will notice that yes, this is not just simple one uh, exercise of witnessing thoughts. It is much more. It is everything. Bhavana, do you want to say something? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now I get it. Like it's, it's more like it's to do with the day-to-day -day activities and being in it like throughout the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. And look, we all can slip into when you come across a strong personalities or especially people with whom you have long relationships, but gradually and slowly you start establishing in that. So this type of abidance is a slow process, but it is good, you know, if you stay on it. Thank you. Thank you. There is another raised hand, Mr. Vipin Oprah. You want to ask something? You have to unmute yourself. Thank you. I want to bow my head at your lotus feet, Sanjayji. Oh, don't say like this. I am just like you. We are all same. I am not any guru or any. I am just telling you what I what comes. Even I am not. I can't even claim that. So please, uh, we are all friends. You can are, call me your friend. These are these are my feelings. These are my feelings for you. Sanjayji, please accept it. When I watch tears flow incessantly and uh, after that, there is silence or emptiness or nothingness or whatever it may be called. But the tears continue I am not there anywhere 
total i don't know the, i i don't know what it is i do not know whether i am on the right track yeah look uh, this is only mind which comes later and it says like this i don't know and i am not sure whether i am on right track but what that is is you what tears flow because you know there is grace it's a new experience of your own purity and it is very common to have tears this this is there's nothing wrong with that and whatever terms you are saying these terms only are used by mind when it when it resurfaces in some form or the other when it is not there then that is bliss is there which it calls as emptiness so i would say you don't doubt about it just be that and that's what our real nature is we all are that that nobody is able to describe it that's why it is so hard even to describe and mind takes up these words because mind knows only emotions and thoughts feelings when there is nothing there it calls it emptiness so this is what we all are that is what is our real essence is tatva and that is tatva gyan because i think you are getting into realization of self and somehow then the mind pops up and talks but these um, spasmodic realization can become continuous but you have to focus on this and continue what sadhana you are doing and so make it establish it so i think it is so beautiful thank you to share adi if i am right yes adi you want to speak yes hi first thank you so much for these satsangs i've got a lot of benefit from the youtube as well as just the few i've attended um and on regarding the last um questioner i i would just like to say that i experienced the tears as well and when i experience them a lot of times there's i would say they're blissful tears it's just your emotion just that <laughs> kind of just expressing itself um but my question uh is i guess more technical or probably of the mind but we only have these words to use to communicate with each other about this stuff um what is the difference between an intention or a longing to be free and a, a desire like an attachment or that sort of thing? thank you mm, very good so people can say and uh, we have heard a lot from people that to get nirvana to get that mukti moksha you should have not even desire of moksha you know this is such a common thing but i would say don't don't worry about that you need to have that longing otherwise how can that mother goddess in your heart will open up heart for you you have to have that longing if you have no interest then you are just like any other sansari you can just roam on the road do parties whatever you are doing your achievements goals um and then one day it will happen spontaneously no it will never happen spontaneously unless you have that longing for it so i would say that longing is not don't mix up with our desires and attachments this longing is also grace not everyone has this longing otherwise the whole world be sitting in satsang you know if there is some entertainment program there will be millions of people you know the tickets finish off within um, <laughs> seconds minutes so not everyone has this longing so this longing you have to you have to really respect this longing and this longing is different from your worldly desires and attachments this longing is to know the truth to know self to know god to be free from this bondage because these two things cannot happen together we all need to understand this truth that whatever happening around us 
if we are attracted to that then you cannot be free yourself because the that entity in us which is attached to these things that entity we have to question whether there is any entity like that or there is nothing there and when we question deeply that entity disappears it vanishes do you think if you ask this question deeply who am i there will be an answer to it if there is an answer the answer will be silence that entity will disappear it is like you think there is a ghost in a room and you go and you shout and you switch on lights and there is no one there to answer because it was only your mind's illusion that there was a ghost in the room but when you stay firm and you ask you you will notice there is no one there but can you believe this illusion can stay thousands of years millions of years unless you question it and you know the one who is questioning he thinks everyone is questioning not everyone is questioning yes people question it but then somehow they get lost they don't finish it so desires and attachments to the worldly things are bondage but this longing to know that inquisitiveness that is for liberation and that desire also disappears that desire of knowing when you know then that desire will end in in that as bhagwan says about the self inquiry also you know that i thought from which you start that dissolves which you are questioning all the time that questioner dissolves then nothing left because you know um adi has said and um vipin obrai ji has said about this um these tears of joy you know this is this is all that you know because you have that darshan of your own self and because you have no clue it gives you these blissful tears you know it is it is so beautiful thank you usha ji uh, you want to ask something you can unmute yourself my namaskar and pranam dr sanjay ji namaskar namaskar um so uh, sanjay ji i have been doing uh, different practices over a period of uh, you know last few years and finally have a great sense of peace and happiness once uh, i started listening to your uh, satsangs and your youtube channels and uh, i had a question basically with regards to the practice now i am able to sit uh, with my eyes closed and uh, abide in silence from what i understand it to be but when i'm having my eyes open uh, i don't know i'm just trying to uh, locate it in the heart and try to abide in the heart but uh, uh, you know in the day to day life when we are going around when we are walking or hearing thing uh, doing some work or being around with people which is what a normal life leads to i'm not sure if i'm doing it right because i, I just try to go and uh, make my mind very strong sit in the heart and say oh, you this is where I, this is where i'm supposed to be so i don't know if i'm doing it right or wrong so this is one of the things i wanted to can you explain it if i'm yeah. doing it right please explain me what do you mean by when you are trying to force your mind into heart what do you mean by that uh when i mean what i mean by that is when i am uh, closing my eyes i can uh, comfortably uh, be without any visual content and there there is nothing there, there is just a state of blankness and i can stay in that blankness for some time but when i am uh, seeing everything i am just saying uh, again and again to myself oh these are not uh, really things that matter i not the body and not the mind so let me abide in the heart this is uh, i'm just saying it mentally and i'm trying to uh, not get involved in anything and uh, not uh, put not
I'm sure if I'm doing it right, but I just uh, try to put myself in the heart and say, no, don't, just stay there. Yeah. So look, this is also one of the techniques and look, each to his own. So maybe this is working for you. You can still do that because um, even Bhagwan said that, look, if you are um, going out, uh, your mind is going out into things. And as soon as you realize uh, just that realization that no, no, I'm not this body is, is a really good reminder. So these are the like reminders coming and bringing it back to the source. So there's no harm in doing it like when you are in solitude, then things are not creating any issues with you and you abide in that. But then when you are among people, then maybe you have to put those reminders to the mind in a form of a thought. Look, come. So that's okay. That's fine. I think this all belongs to the same practice of abiding in self. So I think it's it's perfect. Nothing wrong about it. Because these are the reminders which we have to keep giving until it becomes natural sahaj. So the mind just merges in self. It's really good. Bhagwan even uh, has said this about saying and then coming back. Because look, silence, self-inquiry, self-attention, you know, even mind, breath control, all these, whatever works, they they all, you can use different tools at different times also. It's all good. Thank you. Baraka, you want to ask something? Yes, uh, Namaste, Sanjay. Hello. You are still in China? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in China. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah, there is this uh, practice that I've been doing where like when I'm meditating, I take my attention uh, or my awareness to the voice. Like, you know, everyone has uh, a voice that maybe when, when you speak, where the voice comes from, or maybe when you are silent and you speak silently, uh, you can also hear the voice. So most of times, uh, when I'm meditating, then I listen to the voice. I there's this realization that is coming from the heart, uh, my chest region. So I try to like I put my attention to try and so I tell myself that where is like this voice coming from where where is the location so i try to put my attention to try to find the source of this and every time i do that that i there is this uh, feeling of being sucked inside like to a point where like i like there is no feeling of the body i can't like it's like every like i can't really explain it but like I can't feel the body. I can't feel anything. And um, it's like there is this kind of darkness and there is this feeling of expansion. Like uh, I, can't, I can't really find a way to explain. Yeah, but the thing is, the more I start, the more I keep in this uh, state and I keep getting sucked into a point that this fear, like there's a fear that comes, like then I like, it's like the mind comes, usually when I get into this state, like I, I can't really even feel the mind itself. It's just like being, there, there is no way to explain it. Yeah, but the fear, my problem is that the fear usually comes and then I, it's more like a fear of the unknown. And then I, I snap out of it. Or even like when I'm walking or just sitting down and then I immediately tune my attention to that. I start getting that feeling where they, I don't even feel my body. My eyes can be open or I can even be walking and I feel that I, I don't feel the body and I you know, I get, I start getting sucked in, then 
fear just comes immediately. Then I, I snap out of it. So I don't know if uh, this method I'm doing, if it's something that is dangerous that I should avoid, or if it's a right method and, and how can I deal with this fear that usually just, it just comes all of a sudden and I, I snap out of it. Thank you. Thank you. So, Baraka, this fear, a lot of people get, and I think everyone goes through this fear. Even Bhagwan went through this fear. And um, he, he transcended that fear and was sucked in completely and was finished by self. Now, how this will happen and when this will actually happen completely, who knows it? But I don't think there's anything to get scared and and then the mind creates this doubt whether this technique is right or wrong. There's no technique. You know, what we call as techniques is just whatever works for this body, it will, it will create a technique, a special technique tailor-made for Baraka's mind. And that is the best for you. And... When we talk about fear, yes, there should be a fear because it is the finishing game for the mind, for the ego. So it uses its last tool, this fear and fear that is I lose everything and I'll be in darkness and there will be nothing there. Because you have to understand it is the last bait of your mind to survive. You know, this world, what we see around, it is projection of the mind. But those poisonous uh, that poison of this word goes out the moment your attachment to the word finishes because you know that's his illusion so then it cannot do any harm to you in any sense but it can play the last trick while you are still attached of this fear so i think you should just Ask for that grace of that absolute that you transcend that fear. And I don't think there's anything wrong about your technique. It is, and it's not technique, it just happens. In a, and I would suggest you, as Bhagwan said, your day to day activities, what you eat, how you interact, how you treat others, what type of thoughts come. If we make all of them sattvic and pure, then no harm can happen to you. you know? Stay on the path of truth. Thank you. Hello there. I Ellie Pearl. Ellie Pearl. Unmute. Yes, hello. Hello, how are you? Hi. I'm very good. I'm really glad I found the satsang. Thank you for this. Thank you. Um, I've been helped a lot by the YouTubes and I jumped on the live when I understood that this was actually a choice as well. Um, so I have a couple of questions and I have a really uh, insightful experience that happened that I'd like some re reflection. Yes. If that's okay. So um, first of all, the, uh, in the last couple of YouTubes that I've um, I've watched and you also reiterated it today. This thing about the longing, the longing for the truth. And at some point in another satsang, you even said, you know, you can even ask for that longing to be more. So since I have been in these teachings, which has been a while now, I have understood that somewhere intuitively all my life I've been doing this from the beginning. I've been calling it truth when I was even, you know, a child and it has changed names, but it's really the same thing. And my longing, I have, I have done this. I have asked for this longing to grow. And at this point of my life, of this life, if you want, this form's life, of course, I have manifested the story that gives this form so much burning mm. and it literally feels that you know she's on fire 
and somewhere I am within, which feels the realest place, if I'm honest, and is untouchable, and it's very cool, and the witness, as you say, but sometimes I can get out of it, and in and out, and in and out. So I have been witnessing this burning, and there have been a lot of, you know, wild oscillations from one side to the other side of, you know, bliss and abiding in self and uh, going in the story, you know, being the story, then kind of 50% in, you know, all this movement. So I guess I'll start with the experience. So what happened one night, this burning was just simply so intense. Uh, And before going to sleep, I asked for like really like a demand, like a very clear asking of some insight, some, 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 something to really clarify this for me something that's going to reveal more truth and what happened is i had a dream that night i guess you can call it a dream it felt very very different it was on the location that was the village that i very first uh was brought up in the very first couple years of my life which actually happens to be the location that pretty much all my dreams take place And there was a story that was happening. Uh, All the people in the story uh, were people of this form of story. So there weren't any fictional characters, let's say. There were some people that have passed um, that I was seeing them and actually have been witnessing them and interacting in the most blissful state that they've ever been when they've been in their earthly forms while I knew them. And what was happening is is that as the story was going on, what I was experiencing as I was not only anchored in this body, it was sometimes anchored in this body, but then it was as if I was, as if I was aware of the whole dialogue of what was happening in the village. I without thinking it wasn't a thought i was traveling from one body form to another to another and i was you know saying what they were saying uh, at that moment and i even sometimes experienced looking through their eyes you know moving their bodies being in their uh, houses and sometimes when there was nothing that was going on it was simply you know i was the space Mm -hmm. the whole space Uh, and the people, and it literally felt like, I guess the closest words (laughs) felt like, uh, you know, the earth was like wearing a cloth, for example, you know, feeling the touch of it, but non-identifying with it, you know, the bodies of the people being like that also. And even when I was getting in this body's form, it was one and the same thing. There was no difference. So it literally felt And the reason that I felt that this was very insightful because the qualities that I have witnessed was this, it's almost like there is this lucidity, there was this forgetfulness, there was no agenda, but there was, whenever something was happening, like like say somebody was saying something, even if it was something gossipy or bad, there was no bad, there was no, there was no judgment, everything was blissful everything was spontaneous and it's almost as if when it was happening Mm. I was remembering it rather than I was doing it and this went on and on I can say more but I feel you get the picture Mm. so this happened in dream but you know as Bhagwan says that dream is short and this waking is long so there's no difference and uh, mm. I need to tell you this thing about um, experiencing others as us can happen in waking, dream, and it can be continuing in waking and also in dream. Because look, dream is again projection of mind as this. So what happens in dream, you can definitely say it is as real as this in that sense, that, that awareness, which is seeing the whole drama unfolding. 
can see this in dream can see this in this waking what you call as waking i had an email from someone and she experienced experienced something similar to what you are saying recently in waking so she was with her family with her husband and son and and then she felt as if that son and husband is she and everything is she and um, and that that is what it is you know that awareness is and then you said you are also the medium the space when nothing is happening then you are that space so that and then it is always uninvolved this is space you can call it awareness is always uninvolved that's why all the dialogues happening or not happening or what people are saying there is no judgment out of awareness judgment comes only at ego level so there is uh-huh. no judgment in it it is so blissful it is that what we are we all are that and and i think because of your longing uh, looking for an insight you had this experience or i would say that abiding in awareness and and if you have understood and if you contemplate on it that can be very powerful for you to just be like that yeah. because that is reality that is nat- that has to be natural it is not looking natural it is looking like an experience cause then the mind takes over and then this drama continues the way it is going on for years but uh, contemplate on this this is beautiful when i had my first really insightful experience after short burst it was this only i i felt myself everything chair table people wall everything i could not find the locus for me where i am in the room and um, and and there's a bliss with it there's a, there's a there's a sense of calmness and peace in it um so i i think you can you can keep this um you can even write this experience um this dream you know it is so yes possible. i think um the thing it has been and that's why it was very important the thing that i'm experiencing in waking sometimes is very similar mm-hmm. like i do experience other i feel every like you said this is a, a kind of like a fiber of reality i feel empathy is very um pretty much reflecting this the the fact that we can feel what another is sensing is pretty much this this communion and i have been feeling a lot of being the space and everything but what has been happening in the waking for me uh for this experience as you know uh i anchored in this form is when the mind comes in and uh when it's my turn to speak or to offer something you know that's when i pass it through the filter of judgment or is this right or as it wants to come out could it be better and that's where i was struggling that's that's where i kind of interrupted this spontaneity if you will this flow and this actually leads to my question because for me this is um this was the insight that like experientially i wanted to get how the form i should let the form be um and you know when we're talking when we're saying for example you know try to do the practice right um continue there is effort in the practice so for me the mind when i hear it i get a bit confused because if there is this element of effort and trying in you know this doing this practice that we're talking about how is that any different in the moment when you know i'm sensing that i there's something to offer that i am trying to adjust the form of what spontaneously wants to come out why is that trying uh different to this because the you know the one has the sense of doership like i'm doing something whereas for example in the dream there was this this spontaneity that it almost felt like you know like being everything whenever the next person's or whatever thing it was to happen it wasn't it was pretty much like a feeling that 
the whole space kind of felt like it. And that was that. Um, like pretty much like how somebody's scripting a play. Mm. So there was this kind of um, flavor of, oh, wouldn't it be nice? But it was very, very free. And in this manner, the next person said, da, 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 da. but in this waking world, when we're talking about, you know, trying to do the practice, that's what I want to clarify. Okay, let me explain you. So the, you, this is a really good question and it will help us to understand more deeply. When you are in this spontaneity, in where there, you are in this flow, where you are abiding, where you are in that no mind state, it is effortless, it is natural, it is what it is. And when this is taking, I'm not saying control, but yes, something like that of the form of the body, allow it to flow through it. So that is perfect. There is no practice needed here. You are just surrendering to that flow and you, you stay in that harmony in that flow. But then the effort is something different when you are in that ego mode and you get involved and you are in an argument and you get completely get into mind game and then you give this reminder to yourself, I am not this body mind and you try to recede. So both thing, things works. It depends which side are you. Are you into that spontaneous flow or are you into the ego mind? And both are right. There's nothing wrong or right about. And, and that is what we need to understand that when to, when to pull, when to put efforts and when to relax. And this comes in a way very beautifully within us because that innate knows how to deal with this. So I don't think there should be any confusion about it. So you're saying that even when you're stepping in, let's say, consciously to consciously express yourself, there should be this, I'm saying should, but essentially it's this allowance of the spaciousness and the spontaneity should still be there for yes, us to definitely. be real. Because look, depends where you are speaking from. If you are in that that spontaneous intuitive awareness, then it is effortless. Even if you want to put effort, it will look very awkward. You know, what effort? There's nothing there. Yeah. And when you are pulled well, into the ego, yeah. ego mode, then, then you have to put efforts to get received. If you are, you, you know what is going on within your interior, you know, whether you are in that restless mode or you are in that peaceful. So, So what happens when I'm um, in this peaceful, let's say, abiding itself, um, beautiful place, sometimes without thought, there are various moment there's a book that wants to be written about something specific. And what happens, which I feel is the materialistic side of the mind, is that it can step and it can judge based on what I've learned and read and label this as doership and then want me to not want to do it. Is that, do you think, so in this inspiration, I feel it very beautiful and uplifting. And obviously, if, if there is a task that is like writing a book, that there can be some thought involved you would call that inspired action. It's not the same as thinking and trying to do something. Is that is that correct? I can't say about your how some action is coming out, whether it's an inspired action. Look, here we have to be very cautious because that's the way the ego survives because it can do anything and it will call it as inspired action or this is my, uh, I have to do this in this way. And it can, it can just take up a, a form uh, of, um, you can call it spiritual form and can survive. So you have to put on scrutiny of whether this is coming in a flow or 
because I have to tell you one truth because there is no coming and going in it. Once you know, there is it's a one-way ticket. So the bliss experiences, this spasmodic realization of self is good, but it's it does not end the journey. So I would say if if something in you thinks and judges this, which you are calling as inspirational thought, leave it. If it, it will happen, if something has to really do it, it is in your destiny, it will definitely happen. You will write all these things and you will share. But but I think most important, first thing first, you have to just finish this coming and going and have to establish. And then once you establish, then that bliss which prevails, if it has to happen, will happen. But in a half-cooked state, if we make conclusions to it, then, then the journey we have not finished to the end. That is what I would say. So you have to be cautious about how things unfold in your life. Because a lot of people, I'll tell you why people don't have this fully self-abidance in natural effortless. Some never start, some start but never finish. Yeah. So give it more time and don't make any conclusions about things and 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 I'll tell you, always prefer silence than activity if you have to choose one. You will never go wrong if you choose silence. Yeah. Can you please, I respect very much your, um, it's the experience that I've been having with these satsangs is that even when there's talking, it feels really quiet during the talk. And that's, why it feels very, very real and true to me. And I'd really appreciate it if he can briefly describe your experience, your own experience when say you feel inspired to make a video or you, you feel inspired to organize a satsang, your own forms or however you want to call it, experience. I don't feel any uh, inspired at all. Who is, who am I? Who is getting inspired by whom? Who is giving me feed to get inspired? If something has to happen, it is happening. I'm witnessing as you are witnessing. Mm. If it is happens, it happens. If, uh, if, uh, if we are on the satsang and uh, something goes wrong, then there's no satsang, but the bliss is not dependent on the satsang. Because if this is the thing, this is what uh, Ellie, isn't it? I can't read your name, but Ellie, yes. This is what we need to understand yeah. where, where that energy is coming from. You know, if nothing happens, the bliss, that is what I was telling you. Silence should give on priority always, whether actions happens or not, things happens or not. Videos are made, satsang happens or not. Nothing, nothing should affect that bliss. Bliss is not dependent on satsang. Satsang should depend on that bliss. So it should come from that yeah. bliss. Everything should come from that bliss. It should not be the other way around. If we, mm -hmm. if we always follow this principle, even at the cost of this body or life, then you are always attaining. You will attain that bliss in that fraction of a second, if that is the way you take things. Because you are not giving priority to things and actions and doership, or even if there is no doership about the actions, you give priority to that silence. Mm. And if something emerges and something happens, it is good. If nothing happens, it's good. Because nothing Thank is you. more important than that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just sit in our pure silence and be the devotee of this pure silence within all of us.
ओम शांति 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 थैंक यू थैंक यू सर थैंक यू एवरीवन थैंक यू